Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys, me and dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Wednesday episode of the show. I'm living in the future and people don't even know it. Great show. Football (laughs) might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. And from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. So head on over to the website or you can use your mobile device to sign up today and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You just got to use that promo code, Kyle. It's, it's B-Leaves to get you started. And, uh, yeah, it's not just basketball. Just they have hockey. Bo- boxing, UFC. And? Your favorite Vegas casino games. Yeah, it's truly your number one online wagering destination. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. It's where the game starts. And it's where, it's the, where the game, game starts. starts. Kyle, happy Wednesday. Happy too. Wednesday to you. And we are celebrating uh, – could it be our Wolfpack has grown Ooh. here at Ooh. the DraftNetwork.com? That was a hangover reference, actually. I don't know. Was that a... That NC's... was like a legit Wolfpack. Yes, I know. You yeah. NC, renowned NC State homer, the, Joe Marino. The biggest Marino, lie. The biggest heard the lie word going. Joe Marino. Heard the Wolfpack, and he was like, oh, yeah, let's no. go. Finally, I can, <laughs> I can let the tiger out of the cage. You're nuts. The, uh, let the wolf out of the cage. Let the wolf yeah. out of the pack, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, the Wolfpack grew. Uh, we announced Carmen... Joining our team, and we're going to welcome her on to Draft Dudes to make her a Draft Dudette. But we're also going to take an opportunity to uh, introduce the Draft Dudes audience in an intimate level uh, with one of our scouts, Keith Sanchez. Who, uh, What's interesting about these two individuals, Carmen is coming to us from Tampa Bay with the Buccaneers. And Keith came to us courtesy of the LSU Tigers program. So a college background and a professional football background. And they're members of TDN now, and we're stoked to have them both with us. So, Keith, respectfully, ladies first. Carmen. (laughs) Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm overwhelmed, if I'm going to be quite honest with you. In a good way, though. In a fantastic way. It's like that Ricky Bobby gif where I'm just not sure what to do with my hands because there are so many things that are happening. (laughs) And I don't know what to do. And I'm facing you at this interview well, with a mic in my this hand. This is not an interview. This is a hangout. For, it's a hangout. So like, it's a chill. Like instead of Conan O'Brien right now, with like, like you're like a late night TV host, and you're, you're the guest on the couch, right? I know that this isn't video, right? But seriously, I have that vibe right now. It, it gives off that vibe. It does. Um, I'm not mad at it. Carmen, I want you to tell everybody who you are, where you came from, and how you came to be the newest member of the TDM family. Wow. All rolled into one. So, as you said, I'm Carmen. Did you not know how to pronounce my last name? That's why you're I avoiding saying I would saying let, my last name. I would let you say it first. <laughs> yeah, Because you've is. always been Carmi to me, and that's, that's it. That's true. That's true. We've known each other for years. I don't want to miss anybody to misinterpret that. Uh, last name is Vitali. Vitali. I would have said Vitali, so I would have been slightly off. Vitaly, I so really don't can... get Vitali. Sometimes I say because I want to emphasize the eyes that people get how to spell it because okay. everyone always messes it up. Very good. Um, but as you said, I was with Tampa Bay. I was with the Bucks for six seasons, and it was an incredible ride. 
full of highs and some lows. Um, but I got a lot out of it, loved the experience, but I wanted to broaden my horizons. And I only knew one place and one person I wanted Shout to do that Paige with. DeMarcos. And that was our Lord and Savior Paige Demacos. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Who's away from microphones, but you know, feeling but very, she's very, in the room. very, very happy. Um, I don't mean that to sound in any way superfluous because she is a fantastic person and I would not be here if it wasn't for her. So thanks, Paige. Keith. You've come to us from the LSU Tigers program. You joined us in the summertime. Yes, sir. And I'm going to ask you to um, talk a little bit about your background okay. and your transition to TDN because we want both of your stories to be something this week as we are celebrating the new faces and the growth of TDN versus the last time we were at the Combine, which was in 2020. We have a very different-looking group, and we've had the opportunity to bring in people with very robust different kinds of backgrounds, including yours. So. Right. Talk to us about how you came into the TDM family. All right, let me start off by saying I've been with TDM for about a year, but I feel like I finally made it, right? I made it onto the oh, Draft Lord. Dudes podcast. Oh, so God. I'm big time now. I'm part of the family. I finally feel welcome here. So thank you for having me. I would like to tell the Draft Dudes. You have you your own podcast. <laughs> There's nothing like the Draft Dudes podcast. I was waiting though. for my invite to the Talent Factory. Yeah. To be oh, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Okay, okay. Those this is this quick. is flipping on me quick. Yeah, flipping yeah. on me quick. <laughs> Let me get to my background. <laughs> so I spent five years with LSU, um, ultimately reaching the lead personnel analyst. So I was a part of that team that won the national championship in 2019. And so I spent the 2020 season with them also. And then, uh, much like my girl Carmen right here, you know, just had a change of heart, wanted to broaden my horizon, do something different and, and, and meet new challenges. So I reached out to Kyle, I reached out to Joe, and we had a deep discussion just about football and just what it meant to them. And I think a lot of our, um, just the way we approached the game, the way we thought about the game, the passion for the game aligned. So for me, um, it was, it was a match made, and so I've, I've been enjoying every moment of it. I've been able to take some of the things I've learned in college and be able to apply it to um, college evaluations and projecting it to the NFL. So, man, it's been exciting. And on top of that, uh, the number one thing is it's a great environment. Just being with great people, that's the number one thing for me. I, I feel like if you have great people, you can achieve anything. So that's, that was, you know, kind of my background and how I got here. Keith just said, hold my beer with that answer to me. He was like, you think you're going to gush on the job network here? You, you put pressure on me, Carmen. You put pressure on me. So, Carmen, this is like day one. Like literally day literally one. Day literally one. Like, day one. Right, yeah. You got your uh, your badge to get into the facility and all that stuff today. And mm -hmm. uh, you're, you're officially official. So, mm -hmm. as you are getting ready to, like, you're, you're here, you're ready to start. Like, what are you most excited about? What's that thing that that prevailing thought in your mind where you find the most excitement about embarking on this journey with us at TDN? I can't wait to learn from all of you guys because while I've been in the NFL for six years, being with a team, you have a very specific kind of view of the league because it's through the lens of the team. It's The narratives are kind of pre-chosen for you in a lot of ways. And I have gotten some incredible experience and built some incredible relationships with amazing personnel as far as coaches scouts everything like that but there is a lot that i still need to learn if i'm going to cover this whole league and i can't wait to grind the tape with you guys <laughs> that's the thing that's the first thing that kyle said to me was like you ready i'm like yeah. my eyes lit up give me all of the big men that's that's all i want in life is i want my big men but i am 
I know that's crazy. <laughs> this is TDN after dark, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but no, I'm really excited to learn from the whole team, and and I can't wait to see what I can do with this newfound freedom of mine. So one thing that that I would love to hear from both of you guys, one coming from a league background, and the other coming from a high level college SEC program. When you reflect on the path that you guys have taken to get to this point in your careers in football, who's somebody from your respective realms that stands out to you as somebody that left a a noticeable, lasting impression on either how you view the game or how they changed your perspective on the game or mentored you to kind of shape you into some of your beliefs that you are looking forward to carrying with you here with TDN. You want me to go first? I'll go first. And it's actually a mutual friend that me and Carmen have, and that would be a Tampa Bay scout, Donovan Cotton. I got to know him over the years. He's a guy that always stopped by LSU, and uh, he really just pulled me under his wing and, and just really challenged me to become a better talent evaluator. Um, and, and what I mean is after hours, right? When you're talking about um, him not being in a building, just giving me phone calls to check up on me, giving me players to watch so I can start kind of introducing myself into college prospects going to the NFL. And I feel like that helped me with this transition, right? And we talk about some of the things that he's taught me as far as comparing each class, you know, the 2019 draft class to the 2020 to the 2021, and just how you compare prospects and that every quarterback is not a Joe Barrow as we see in this draft class, right? So he just put a lot of things in perspective for me and a lot of conversations I had with him, I carry with me today. I'm so glad you said him. He's amazing. <laughs> he has been someone I have leaned on to. And he's just, the way that he sees the game, the way that he evaluates players, it's so detail-oriented. And I have no doubt in my mind that he could be a GM in this league one day. But mine's easy, too, and it's obviously also from the Bucks. but it's Todd Bowles, our defensive coordinator, the Bucks defensive coordinator. I have to keep catching myself by saying <laughs> We have a DC here, TDN. <laughs> yeah, the, the TDN DC. I'm sure that you know he, Todd is the people's DC. Fee. Yeah, he. Um, no, honestly, I was. I tell the story all the time. I went in. I was doing coordinator interviews when the staff first got hired, and I saved his for last because I was terrified of this man. All I knew of him was what he projected to the New York media. This is also right after he had gotten fired from the Jets, and I'm like, oh my god, I was terrified to go into that office and I finally mustered up the strength I literally gave myself a pep talk in the long hallway on my journey there and as soon as I got in there I could not have been more welcome and I could not have been more surprised quite frankly as to who he actually is and how much he has really just given me as far as football knowledge encouragement just built up my confidence in this game because of course I never played but I was finishing up the interview and I had mentioned, I saw something on his board and I was like, oh, the last staff, I would ask what was on their boards and they would explain to me, you know, plays here and there. He's like, what was the last thing that they taught you? So I was like, he's like, yeah, draw it. And I go, am I really about to get on a whiteboard in front of arguably one of the best defensive minds in the NFL to talk to him about some sort of split three tech technique, like look by the defensive line. So sure enough, I got up there, I drew it. He's like, tell you what, once a week, I want you to come come into my office and I will teach you this defense. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. A couple days go by after I exit the office and he goes, why haven't you come in yet? And I was like, you're serious. And from that point on, that entire off season, I went in once a week and he tutored me 
Um, so when I say mentor and actually like brought me along, it was in the most literal sense. And like I said, he's done so much for, I mean, like who, like, how can I argue with the knowledge that he's imparted on me? Well, how can I be even like remotely modest about that? Because I'm like, listen, I got this straight from the source and he's just been instrumental in my development as far as learning the game, um, defense, but then by proxy offense, because he has such a spherical view of this game and i don't know anybody that does it better of course i'm biased but he is the absolute best joe I, I hope you don't mind but i'd like to interject i don't think i've ever asked you that question either Ooh. i wasn't prepared to answer any questions <laughs> what was the question about a person in my ju- uh, so you a, go la- a lasting uh, a relationship that you've developed throughout your career that has left a lasting mark on you and how you view and How's approach the, the game. Not you. I, I'm, you know, I mean, I know you didn't ask that question. For I mean, me I'm, to not, say I'm not you. looking for that to be <laughs> right. <there>. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's fishing for comfort. No, I know <laughs> and Kyle, that wasn't Kyle's intent, but that's the answer to the question because we've done this whole thing together. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. we we very like 2013 realized that we kind of like had the right the same approach to what we wanted to do and i think we both realized that we were wired a certain way to get to where we wanted to get and uh, you know just kind of like being an acquaintance on twitter turned into we're gonna go to the senior bowl together you know we got in the car down to charlotte and you right you drove from charlotte to to mobile right and we did that right right and so we, we we went through that and like through that that was like the the birth of us like laying out this vision through literally hours and hours and hours and hours of conversation about how we can get to the exact place we are right now. Yeah. And it's been just a lot of work and we've done it all together. And through that, I mean, it's not just the, the football relationship. We have a very close friendship. We were both the best man at each other's me. wedding. I mean, this has been yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Right. So like there's been a lot of amazing people along the way, but it's this, it's you and I being able to do this together that, his, it's just the obvious answer. And I know that you didn't ask that question looking for that response, but it's just the answer. So with that said, what's more important than peace of wow, mind? What a segue. Nothing, <laughs> nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for. Wow. To give you what a pro. peace of mind while you are online. And with all the threats that you face today on the internet, it's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN that you could get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either, and plans start at under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients support 
gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. I have a question for Keith, because I, I guess like Carmen, like a specific question. And so, so Keith, you, you've been here for a number of months now, and we've talked a little bit about your decision to reach out to the Draft Network. And obviously you've kind of did your own homework and, and saw what we were about and what we were doing. But as you can consider those thoughts that you had then versus, you know, basically a year of time on task with us, what's the thing that has surprised you the most about, you know, jumping in the river with us and being part of what we do? Wow. Um, so I'm going to say something, but I'm going to start by saying uh, before I joined, me and Kyle had multiple conversations. And when you talk to somebody authentically, you can easily tell what they're passionate about, right? So I, I knew that getting into the draft network that he was passionate about film and evaluations. Uh, but I would say the, the part that I've been the most impressed with is the process from beginning to end. Like for myself personally, I've watched John Mechie three times already. So <laughs> yeah. I feel really comfortable with yeah. John Mechie, but it's a part of the process and, 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 it's, and it's great for you know what we do because when we stamp it and we put the Draft Network label on it, it's, it's because we believe it, right? We're not just saying something, it's because we've actually put in a time and then just talking about you two guys together is just the, the time y'all put in. And I always sit back and I tell y'all guys that, that man, like y'all some of the best in the business. Like I said, I've sat down with GMs. I've sat down with national scouts. I've sat down with, you know, multiple people. And just the way y'all able to communicate the game and your eye for the game and be able to communicate that to the people. Like I said, it's some of the best in the business. So that's been the most impressive part is just honestly to get around y'all, sit back, observe, and be like, okay, I'm working with some of the top people uh, in this business. So one of the things that we do that's in that spirit is we have our daily staff meeting and we get on and we talk prospects and on Fridays we we try and do film Fridays where we'll pull pull stuff up so Carmen I want to ask you what's the first thing that you're excited about sharing with us in a film session as far as like what do you want to dig in and dig your teeth into as we're going through this cross-check process and it could be any position. You, you've obviously talked about your affinity for offensive linemen <laughs> and big guys, right? So what in that spirit doesn't have to be a specific player, but like how are you most interested in applying the knowledge that you've gained in Tampa and either expanding on that or applying that in a different setting? Well, I think what it is about the big guys and whether that's offensive line or defensive line, I just – I'm kind of obsessed with the whole trench warfare thing. I think that if you can control the line of scrimmage, that's the biggest indicator of if you win the game. And I, everything starts up front. That's such coach speak, but I really believe it. So that's why I like to start there. And I also just don't think that those guys get enough love. So that is my affinity for the underdog um, coming through. But I am 100% more excited. Like, I'm so excited to kind of 
dive into that particular aspect of film study. And again, I've had so many good resources and mentors when it comes to that from the, to those position groups, offensive line. Like I know I talked about Todd Bowles and teaching me all this stuff about defense, but I've also, you know, had a really great relationship with not only some of the Bucks offensive line coaches, but a lot of the players as well. Um, and it's still one of those things where the more I learn, the more I know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's so much nuance to that play. And mm-hmm. I think again, this goes along with these guys not getting enough love. Like these guys are tremendous athletes and they are precision technicians, everything. And it goes completely under the radar. So I want to shine a light more on that, but in order to do that, I need to know more about it. Um, so I'm really excited to dig into all of those details and do that with you guys. Talk to us a little bit about Ali Marpet. And obviously that headline and decision coming into this week was a big surprise, 28 years old, Pro Bowl player, Super Bowl champion, Hobart College, D3, <laughs> announced his retirement. And he, like, this is one of the better guards in the NFL going out on top. I know. So, you know, you, you mentioned having relationships with with some of the offensive linemen there in Tampa Bay. And just give a little love to, to Ali as he faces this transition in his life into the next chapter based on you know, what you know and have seen about him, the technician, and the player that he had become during his time at Tampa. Oh, I will give a lot of love to Ali Marpet because he has been one of the guys that has just been instrumental in helping me, you know, do my job. And he's always been so understanding of all sides of football. And he's been so understanding just of life in general. And I think that's why you're seeing him walk away when he is, because quite frankly, he accomplished everything he set out to. He took, he takes so much pride being from Hobart, being from the small school you know, everyone kind of betting against him and him not only making it to the league, being a seven-year starter, Super Bowl champion, and then that Pro Bowl nod, I think more than he'd ever admit publicly, he wanted it badly. And he was deserving of it. That was the thing. Mm. He'd been deserving of it. I was going to say, two years ago, he was deserving. Yeah, he's been deserving of it. He hasn't garnered that recognition. I wish that he could have gotten an All-Pro as well, because I think he would have been deserving of that as well. Uh, it was really fun. Allie has the best family. He's got some of the funniest, like the most fun stories. Like his parents are both two of the most interesting people that you'll ever meet or ever know. Um, his dad would come to every single game, away game or not. So this past year, I was traveling commercially with the Bucks because of COVID instead of on the team plane. And I would literally run into Bill Marpet on every single flight. <laughs> and him and I would talk, you know, just about how Allie was doing and how proud he was of him. And he just comes, Allie just comes from such a good foundation. And that's what he brought to the Bucks. And he was just such a foundational player. He was Mr. Reliable. Um, and then when you really, he's so unassuming as a person. <laughs> like I wish you guys could know, everyone could know him as a person because he is so just chill and he doesn't like the spotlight and he really deflects any chance he's given but when it comes to between those white lines like you said he's a complete technician and he is obsessed with doing it right and making sure that his teammates can rely on him that is his motivation and it's incredible to witness and i'm so incredibly i told him i was so incredibly proud of him because i he he had some concussion scares you know he realized that this is something that it takes a huge toll on your body. So as soon as he did all that he really set out to do and he did it in style, uh, now he can, you know, sit on a beach and play his ukulele (laughs) in peace and, uh, and and walk his dog and hang out with his girlfriend and just live, you know, and enjoy a lot of life, um, you know, ahead of him and it's do so in a very healthy 
way with a body that's maybe not as deteriorated as it could be if he continued to play. So Keith, you can't pick more than one position, only one position. Okay. What's your favorite position group to study and you got to tell us why? Oh man. If I was asked this question, I would 100% double dip. Kyle knows that, but it's the Joe Marino right. special. Right. You, can't, so, you can only pick one. Here's yeah. three. Okay, so I'm <laughs> right. It's it's kind of picking two, but it's it's, it's one mm. position group, and I'm gonna go with the defensive backs. Okay, that's 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 my favorite position group it. to evaluate, and I guess you can see probably because I come from DBU, right? I've seen some of the best ever Ooh. do when you talk about Jamal. Trey White. Yeah, Trey White. Yeah. Of course, I had to mention Trey, yeah, Trey White. White. Go Bills, right? Yeah. And then you had um, you had Jamal Adams, you know, another all-pro guy. You got Tyron Matthew. You have Patrick Peterson. You have Dante Jackson. I can continue, but I'm not. You know, I could keep Man, going. We could be here all yeah, day. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll be here all day talking about LSU being DBU. <laughs> so, I just I really enjoy evaluating that position because there's so many things that go into it as far as those guys being technician, who's pure athletes, who's good tacklers, um, you know, who has positional versatility, just all the things that we talk about, you know, just in our staff meeting. So, if I had to pick one position it definitely would be defensive backs now, Keith I want to piggyback off of Carmen talking about Ali Marpet and Hobart College and this being a player that went to a D3 school and ended up going to the senior bowl and was drafted in the third round of the NFL draft talk to us a little bit about anything that you've seen or anything that you know from the recruiting aspect about how players like this in your experience can fall through the cracks in which the degree that we see small. Think about Christian Watson this right. year, the wide receiver from North Dakota State. Playing at North Dakota State, and granted, North Dakota State is a powerhouse program <laughs> that could probably pull recruits that are being recruited by like lower-level Big Ten programs. But Christian Watson's going to be probably a top 100 selection when it's all said and done. And he went to North Dakota State. Ali Marpet, D3. So... You've been involved in that game for a long time, right? five years at LSU. Talk to us about the recruiting process and perhaps some of the things that, in your experience, can't be quantified properly that allows and positions players to make the kinds of leaps that Ali Marpet made and Christian Watson is getting ready to make. Right. So Carmen spoke on it when she talked about his family and then Ali having great character. <clears throat> that's what I noticed with these guys. The guys that have great football character, that are good people on and off the field, usually usually thrive. And then we talk about a school like LSU, right? Like, they're the kings in Baton Rouge, our football players. They just are. Everybody knows who they are from the time they're 16, 17 years old. And then when they make that transition into coming on LSU campus, you got to think, when you make a big-time play, you're an 18-year-old kid, you're making that play in front of 100,000 people in a stadium and then also another million people watching. So it, it's a lot of pressure on those guys. And then it can alter... Um, it can get you to go one way or the other, right? You either take it and you stay humble and you continue to work, or you can get that quote-unquote big head to where you stop working. You feel as though you made it. And so that's the biggest, um, I guess you can say, fork in the road that I've noticed because we've had a ton of five-star kids that come in there and they they falter, and it's because they came to LSU for all the wrong reasons, right? They, they came because they wanted to be, um, you know, the most popular guy at LSU versus being the best, the best football player. So one thing I've done, and it's something that I took from when I talked to NFL scouts, was evaluating the football character. So when these guys come on campus, one thing that I made sure that I did, I sat down and I asked them, questions that involve character, right? Like just how much do you love the game? What's your why? What do you want out of this? And I wouldn't set it in an interview, form an interview mode because 
it gets them to prep for questions, right? Kind of like how we have at the combine. Right. But I would just put them on the spot, and I and I just want to know what their first reaction is to it. And and you kind of that's a good um, telltale factor to that, right? So I, I think that's the biggest thing is football character definitely separates these guys. So Carmen, when you announced that you were no longer going to be working with the Buccaneers. Seeing that response was, it had to be really special for you. I, I mean, I was in your Twitter mentions just like, <laughs> honestly, I'm like, wow, like, Car- like Carmen was loved by everybody down in Tampa and the fans and stuff like that. And so maybe I, I somewhat answered my own question by saying all that, but what are you most proud of when you think about your time, you know, covering the Buccaneers and what you did with the team? <laughs> So I spent like three days straight sobbing, Mm. just straight up sobbing because I had no idea what to do with all of that. And Mm. it was so unexpected. And I, you know, I thought maybe a few people here and there, like congrats on moving on, whatever, never in my wildest dreams. Um, And I think that as a team personnel, as team media, as a team writer, your goal is to just try and bring fans as close to the team as possible because you are essentially privileged in that situation where you are part of that. And I wanted to showcase that as much as possible. So all I ever wanted was for fans to get out of, you know, any content I posted, whether it be social media, whether it be my articles, I wanted them to be educated as to what kind of team they were rooting for. And I wanted them to know that they were justified in it because it was, I mean, I just, I fell in love with so many people in that organization and the team in general. Um, and to realize through responses like that, that I succeeded in doing that and that I actually did have maybe an, a little bit of an impact and I can play a small role in that organization um, was just incredibly humbling. And I still I don't think I processed even 10% of any of that because I just don't know what to do with my emotions. Um, but it was incredibly special. It was incredibly overwhelming. I'm still overwhelmed. And then for today to, to announce that I'm part of this team and to see all the love for the, that this team has and, and you know, support for my joining this team again has been, I'm like, I just got done. <laughs> like, like going through and trying to respond to everyone. If it wasn't, you know, a response, it was at least a like, you know, from, from leaving Tampa Bay. But and now I've got a whole new set which is a really great problem to have. I don't mean that to sound any type of way because yeah. I am just extraordinarily grateful. That's just the word that just kind of keeps popping up. So, you know, if I can help fans feel closer to the the team and to be a little bit more educated as fans, because I also feel like, you know, if you're ed- more educated about the game, you understand what things can go wrong. And, you know, it's sometimes it's a mental error. Sometimes it's a scheme error. Sometimes, you know, there was supposed to be something that happened that didn't. It was just, but it's not personal. And I want people to understand that about this game. And so maybe they're a little bit nicer to these guys. <laughs> I kind of want to extend the same question to Keith. Like, you had a, an amazing run with LSU. I mean, you're part of one of the most historic college football teams in, ever in that 2019 team. When you think about, back on your time with LSU, what's the thing that you're most proud of? Man, I, and I hope y'all, you know, kind of pick this up from me is, is people, man. I, I, the relationships. I, I think winning a national championship, 
that's cool. That's one thing. But it's it's the people that had the impact on me. Um, it's so many group chats that I'm you know still in, and we call it the real LSU with you know with, <laughs> with guys like Kelvin Shepard, Jeff Martin, Benny Logan, uh, Dwayne Thomas, all former LSU players that we you know we still keep in contact with each other because um, our DB coach used to always say there's about the DBs, but it's something that we translated to um, the guys in the building, and that's the brotherhood, and that's how we truly felt. Like inside that building, we had each other back, right? And it's not we didn't just talk football when we in there working out and then we go to our sauna sessions we're talking about families now so they, mm-hmm. they know about my son I know about their you know their families I know about you know their wives their mothers and everything else so it was truly people that I felt like was a part of a family so I, I, I guess the, to answer your question that would be my number one thing I took away from now so I, I hope you both feel welcomed in this family because we are really pulling in the heartstrings but we can't sign off on this until I ask you both for a 2022 hot take can be draft specific can be not draft specific some kind of hot take and Keith I'm gonna let you go first because I know Carmen on day one I'm, I want to give her the chance to digest oh, what I'm asking for it, I, it, and you know what this is funny, and this is the, the entire heart and core of everything we've talked about. Right. Anything you say is probably not going to surprise Joe and I because we have <laughs> ca- talked collectively about everything. And you might not think it's hot, or we might not think it's hot, but something that the common fan or the average draft dude listener who hasn't listened to the talent factor yet, go like and subscribe. Big mistake. Imagine not listening right. to the talent factor. Imagine not Could doing that. Right? Could not right. be us. Can't believe you. But might surprise them to hear as an opinion that you have. Oh man. Okay. Uh, so do you want me to go draft related? I, I can go draft. For related. you, yes. Okay. Let's do it. I've just watched this guy. Um, did a deep dive into him, and I'm going to say this: coming out of this draft, Jahan Dotson will be the most productive wide receiver in this draft. Book it. He said, "Book it." <laughs> He said, book it. You know I'm in on that, baby. I, I, love, it. I love John Dotson. This is the first time I laid eyes on him over the yeah. summer. And, and, you know, we joke about this. I'm going to filibuster and give you a little bit more time, Carmen. Thank you, because that's not a long response at all. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I, we, I didn't want to go. <laughs> Joe and I, we talked about how we've been doing this since 2013 together. Joe has this guy every year. It's some sub-six-foot Sub 190 pound, let's call it what it is. Sub 510, (laughs) sub 190 pound receiver. He's like, this dude's a baller. And I'm like, half the time, I'm like, you're out of your mind. And then the other half of the time, I'm like, no, yeah, this dude slaps. Like, he's really good. Well, I I was apprehensive about Jahan originally. And then I did the deep dive. And I'm like, no, you know what, Joe? Baller. You're right. He's an absolute baller. Can, can, I, can I say this, too? Because we, we just talked about this, too, right? Now, I'll go ahead and say it now. Um, obviously, I was there in 2019 with Justin Jefferson, and it was some of the same things, right? Everybody was running over. There's he's, the spice. He's not, he's not, There's the spice. He's, he's not big enough. He's not fast enough. Uh, he, he wasn't the sexy pick, right? I think it was Jerry, Judy, Jalen Rieger. Probably three receivers went before Justin Jefferson. And I was at the combine that year, and I was sitting next to some San Francisco 49er scouts, some Indianapolis Coast Scouts. And I told them, Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver 
in this draft. Oof, imagine not. And then they both looked Sanchez. at me, obviously, like they, I didn't know what I was talking about. But, you know, three years later, He's I'm going to show. He's a slot only that can't R- run. Right. I'm, but I can't <laughs> wait to bump into him around here. You know, Right. We're going to park your ass at Lucas Oil <laughs> and just be patrolling the hallways yeah. looking for him. Then you just give him the nod. Did you bring yeah. a ring? You bring your national championship nah, ring? No, I, I, oh, I, I left it at home, man. It was, I, I didn't think I'd make it through the metal detector. Oh, that's like a good that. point. Yeah, you yeah. know, just yeah. T-Rex. Yeah. T- I'll cut it off. Yeah. I'll travel with my own. People are like, what's this? Wait, do we have... This is... She has a Super Bowl ring, yes. A Super Bowl ring and a national championship ring right here? Here on draft This is a championship duel right here. We're going to have to call this... The Champ Podcast, baby. Wow. So we keep, should start our own podcast. We probably should. I'm thinking about it. That wouldn't be wouldn't be a bad champions. idea. Champions. And Joe, Joe's, Joe's a Minecraft champion. There we you know, go. There thank you. Go. We roll. Thank you. I feel like Joe I was just the, sitting here thinking like, damn, I might be on the hot seat. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah, Joe, Joe won. What year was that? 20, 2017. 2017. Yeah. The Huddle nice. Report does a mock draft competition every year uh, for everybody in media to... See who has the most accurate mock draft in media. And Joe, in 2017, was the first year we did a draft show together for NDT Scouting and FanRag Sports, and we closed six hours of coverage. (laughs) And Joe leapt up like a child on Christmas morning and sprinted (laughs) out of the room. I won. He was like the guy from uh, National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation. That's really impressive. I won. I won. I I won. Okay, that's definitely the least cool thing. Like, (laughs) a national championship. To be fair, to be fair, you could have not won anything and be the fourth person in this (laughs) conversation. We weren't going to say it, Kyle. But Eagle Scout. Eagle Eagle Scout. Scout. Cares. (laughs) No one cares. I do. I do too. It's that's that's a hard road, man. Yeah, I had I had a pair of scissors when we needed them yesterday because the motto was "Be prepared." Whoop de do, Carmen. Do you have a hot take for us, please? I, yeah, I do. Um, and I'm gonna stick with what I know for right now, um, because like I said, it's day one. This is my hot take. Uh, the Bucks can get double dig- digit wins with Blaine Gabbard at quarterback. What? That is hot. That's hot. That I don't think it is. I don't think it is. You don't think it is? I don't think it's okay. Hot. What? That's good enough. <laughs> I think most people we, would be surprised to hear that. Well, We're talking that, about that's Blaine the, That's the point. Yeah, I think Carmen provided an adequate hot take, but I'm not. You're I, not don't, I don't think you're, that that's hot. So you're saying you're on board with it. Yes. So here's my reasoning. Because this team, everyone obviously is talking about the Tom Brady departure. Fine. You have a defense that can hold up against anyone, for that matter. You don't need a quarterback Granted, Bruce is very aggressive in his offense. He loves to sling it down the field. And quite frankly, Blaine has the arm strength to do it. But you don't need all of this crazy production out of your quarterback in order to win games when you have a team like that around you. Not to mention, you re-sign Chris Godwin, hopefully. Although it sounded like it today from, you know, Jason Light's perspective. He was like, priority numero uno. He said you can't, can't describe or you can't, imagine yeah, you can't, the Bucks offense without Right, you Chris can't talk Godwin. about the Bucks offense without talking about yeah. which is true. Uh, you got Mike Evans, you know, you'll figure out the run game. We'll talk a little bit more about Keyshawn Vaughn, but you know, you have the supporting cast around you and that's not changing just because Brady left. Now the offensive line is another story. That's going to be probably, you know, that's going to make the difference obviously. And of course I have that opinion, but I, you can lean on this defense because this defense also stresses takeaways. It stresses scoring. And I know that they are going to want to be a more offensive defense 
this year. So I'm not going to ask you to respond vocally into your microphone. Uh-oh. But is Ryan Jensen, your gut, you think he's back next year in Tampa Bay? Oh, interesting. Wow. Interesting. Wow, you really did that to your <laughs> listeners. Wow. Very interesting. She she did provide a response as well. I so. did. Oh, she did. okay. Guess you're just gonna have to hit subscribe on the Draft Dudes podcast and see if we talk about it later down the road after he signs and we Well now you they're you're all witnesses. So if right. if I was correct, then there's the receipts. The receipts right. are in this room. Right. And uh, we look forward to the uh, first episode of the Champions Podcast <laughs> Coming on the, the TN Podcast Network. So, with, with Keith Sanchez and Carmen Vitali. Yeah. Yeah. What a great good. way to bring it to a close. So we, we really appreciate everybody who tuned in and listened. We really appreciate our friends at Bet Online for their continued support of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Joe, I really appreciate you. Paige, I really appreciate you. Appreciate the NFL Combine for being back. Make sure you hit subscribe. Come back. See us again soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.